Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Hey guys, I'm your writer of the Transform Sales Podcast. I got my guest today, CEO of Prospect Hunter, Jody Johnson. Jo- Jody, pleasure having you on. I know we rescheduled this a few times. You were too busy making uh, yeah. meetings for your clients. Kept punking me. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, been a, you know 2022 was a was a a, a a violent close. I will say it was a, it was very very um, chaotic. But I love chaos, you know. So um, in 2023 is even off to a better start. So, but I am super glad that we're here. So it was a chaotic close great. for everybody. Um, yeah. And then back into kind of what you said about you liking chaos. I'm sure you do, which is kind of where I'll start the question. <laughs> Uh, how did you get into the outsourced sales business? Um, we already know you love chaos. That's a big part of it. Um, but yeah, what, what brought you to this industry? What, 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 uh, what was the compelling event, the reason that you decided to, to open the sales agency? Yeah, it's interesting. I actually worked for a company named Vendier Partners uh, many, many moons ago. And I just fell in love with the idea of being able to go from one campaign to the next and trying to find commonalities between um, solving problems. So I think if you're going to be in this business, you really have to be in love with solving, solving problems through sales, you know, whether you're an HR in HR and you're trying to gain a market or your solution is focused on it, you know, the, you, you, you look for the pains that a solution solves and you, and you bring that to market through questions. And so I, I really, um, the, other, the other real big piece of how and why I really wanted to get into this is because sales development is such a entrepreneurial spirited um, job. You know, you, 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 have, to, you have to be um, gritty, which, you know, I love Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gritty kind of guy you also have to be very you know and also resilience and grittiness is kind of the same thing and, and and then you know you have to really fall in love with the connecting of people and so the develop the personal development um the leadership that's required and the journey that you can make i mean a lot of the a lot of my peers that were in that same business ended up going on and starting their own businesses mm-hmm. And, um, and so I followed that same path. And, 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 and so that's, that's correct me if I'm wrong. You're a military guy too, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. There's a picture over here that you might be able to see of my father. It's actually my father that was the, was the military guy. Uh, he was in the special forces and served our, um, the army. So he was, uh, an army ranger and, uh, raised by, raised by a military man for sure. Um, and, um, and so prospect hunters kind of a shout out to him. I lost him before I was able to actually, uh, um, show him the, that I'm a, I'm a CEO, I'm a business owner. I did something with my life, dad, you know, cause I was a bit of a screw up in high school. So, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of where the, uh, military theme with prospect hunter kind of comes well, from. Well, I, I, that, that story makes sense and it rings home to me. Uh, it seems like you don't shy away from, from a difficult problem. I think, I think sales in general is often overlooked in sense where people have this stigma. I don't like salespeople. I don't like this, but it is really the core of our economy. And it is, it is the way that, that amazing products, amazing services can get in, in the right people's hands. Right. So I think people, one thing they forget is that, you know, if uh, 
superior product and service exists, but they're not super strong with Google ads or SEO or keywords, you in a way, or people in our industry are, are actually helping buyers find the right products and helping sellers. So it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a, a tough job and somebody's got to do it. We, we appreciate you being, being in the industry. Um, how long have you, has uh, Prospect Runner been, been around for? Oh, this year will be 11 oh years, God. actually. I know we've stayed underneath, you know, uh, one of my mentors told me to, to grow down before you grow up and to focus on your roots. If you want to be a, a big tree, you know, you need to, you need to have a strong root yeah. system. Like the opposite so of what FTX did, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you, you gotta, if you want to be a big tree, you gotta have a root system to sustain it. So yeah. we've stayed underground for a while. <laughs> well, uh, for, for now until, until, until we get you out there. Um, well, 11 years, you've probably seen it and heard it all. Uh, the idea of this show really is for people who have, you know, claimed that they've outsourced sales before and have failed, but of course they're back at it because they need sales or building an FTR team internally and want to learn, or they're doing both. They need to hit revenue goals, right? And the idea is that by listening to uh, transparent stories about mistakes that buyers make, perhaps buyers can become buy better buyers by just listening to the mistakes. Cause I think we all know that we can learn a lot from mistakes. So 11 years of experience, I'm going to ask my first question. The main question, what is the most common mistake that buyers make when searching for a sales agency? You know, I think that the biggest mistake that they make is really um, that they get caught up in the metrics and they get caught up in the, um, uh, the, the outcomes versus the relationship piece of the of the puzzle, you know, and and what I mean by that is that they drive they drive towards a commitment to the goal, which absolutely needs to be reached. Um, you know, they will look for performance based when they can, but really the way and the communication path that that you're taking with that relationship is really key, and it should be centered around conversations. You know, conversations are what allow you to be able to fix a problem mm -hmm. when you're in the program. And if you're just reporting on calls, emails, the social touch points that you're making and the amount of meetings that you've scheduled, you know, you're not going to be able to understand the sauce that's going to be able to drive all of that, uh, all of those metrics. And that and that sauce is the conversations. And so having some type of reporting system that tells you, what kind of conversations are we getting into? And let's talk about some of those conversations is one of the biggest mistakes that I see is overlooked within campaigns like these. Because when you have it inside, you're talking about logos that you cracked the, that, that you just made headway on. And you're going to your you're going to your leader and you're saying, Hey, I made I made headway with uh HP, for example, you know, and and um, uh, I talked to this person and, and that creates energy. And what happens in that conversation will pull, hey, they need to see this piece of collateral. Let's also get this other person on the call when you when you schedule that because they have relationships over here. Those kind of things are what are going to drive the pipeline, in my opinion. <clears throat> that is a little bit to unravel, and I'm going to do it right now because I understand what you're talking about, <laughs> right? So the question started off what mistakes that buyers make when selecting agency. Um, you got into, which is a very, very good sign of a guy who, grind hard for 11 years because you immediately think about keeping the customer happy, not getting the customer, right? So your first conversation, it's, sure. it, 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 it's, it's based around 
It's based around if, and obviously if I, if I heard you correctly, that when shopping for an outsourced sales agency, if you don't understand what campaign you're, you're, you're launching and what KPIs to measure, it doesn't matter who you select, you will be unsatisfied with the performance, right? So it's like, you're basically saying that coming prepared as a buyer to understand what KPIs that matter today are not the KPIs for yesterday, right? Like, like did you make 100 phone calls is, is not a KPI that, that gets it. You went right to conversations, right? So it's almost, you know, it's almost like a blended statement, right? Like you're making a statement like the mistakes the buyers make are these mistakes, but the answer is knowing what KPIs matter now, right? Because if a buyer, right. okay. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, I guess the report, if I was, I guess, uh, thank you. Yeah, I would say also maybe to sum that up, how do they report to you? Be clear on how you're getting reported to and understand those communication touch points so that you have good communication with your, because it's ultimately a relationship that you're building that you, in an outsourced relationship, you have to be able to have solid communication between the two because it's such a key piece of your pipeline mm-hmm. and it's well that's the know, second question we're gonna get into that right but i want to i want to stick yeah. to the whole the, the mistake buyers make right so you know have you have you noticed that if a buyer comes with the right kpis at first that the sales process is smooth and the performance process is smooth and you know what do you do if a buyer is focusing on the wrong kpis during a call what do you say to them? Do you, do you go with it and say, yeah, like, look, we'll get you, you know, get you these made calls or is it, or is it that moment where you're educating a buyer? Like, Hey, as much as you want an ROI on cash in six months on a nine month sales cycle, you are in a market validation. Are you educating the buyers at that point? What do you say to a buyer who comes in with the wrong KPIs? Oh yeah. Well, you know, definitely have to level set. I think that, I think that being on the same page is, is, is mission critical is, is almost equally as mission critical. So you, um, you know, there's nothing worse than, than getting started and knowing that you're on the wrong foot. So it's much better at the sales process to be able to say, this doesn't work. You know, I don't, you know, um, you know, I look to provide a foundation of why it won't work, Mm. you know, um, not just push back to make my goal a little bit easier to hit. I like to be able to say, look, if you're in, if you're targeting um, Fortune 500 companies and the C-suite in Louisiana, you know, we're not going to have a list of a thousand to target. You know, and, and or excuse me, in Shreveport, Louisiana. Like, if it's Shreveport, Louisiana, we're not going to be able. Nothing wrong with Shreveport. I'm just saying that there's not a there's not a you know for you know thousands of fortune 500 companies there. sales is hard as, as it is when you use logic once you throw logic out the window good luck right um that's that's a big Absolutely. deal so so during a buying process and i'll agree with you like a common mistake they make is is uh focusing on the wrong kpis tell me now what because obviously there's different mistakes right there's a mistake from a procurement you know now you're selected and then there's a mistake that they can make while working with you because these are services, right? Same thing as software. If software is not um, onboarded correctly, deployed correctly, you can fail with an onboarding of software, but it's happening all the time. Um, but like, you know, do you, what mistakes do you see buyers make when let's just say they come in with the right KPIs, they come in with the right understanding of measurement. Now they hired you and you're like, man, 
this this was a looked like a great buyer. This was a buyer that I came in prepared, didn't make these mistakes that I normally see with accounts that tend to fail. But now we're in, you know, we're we're in the danger zone. What what are those mistakes that they make when working with you? Yeah, I think that um, I think there's a few things there. Um, one that comes to mind right off the bat is when you're is not given a campaign enough time to 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 provide like a proof of concept. You know, we we intentionally have a four month pilot to be able to set the program up properly and to be able to have enough runway to be able to prove a concept because you're going to have scheduled meetings, then they need to attend, then you need to make adjustments to be able to dial in a program. Now it's going to be case by case and, you know, depends on the solution that you're kind of marketing. Um, Another common mistake is I think just putting it all on the vendor to be able to fix the problem. I think it needs to be very collaborative. I think you need to be able to bring intelligence from both sides to the relationship and, um, and to uh, those are the two biggest that I think is, is, I make is sense. When, like you know a hands off a hands off client and then just also just creating a significant amount of pressure to try to drive the results like let's get we need to hit this metric in one month and we need to see this in two months I mean it's good to be you know um, to have your good to have all plans benchmarks but yeah it's not exactly. not a plan that's going to set you up with a ninety five percent chance of not hitting it right. Um, that's good to do on a PIP if you want to fire somebody, but not good if you hired an agency. Not in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, not developing a relationship. I think you need to prove the concept and then and I think that the other thing is that you should you should look for the you should look for an agency that you plan on partnering with for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not a punch in the arm. Yeah, back when you said outsourced, I was laughing because it's like, what does that outsourcing have to even mean? The W two is to track <laughs> it's to track taxes, right? And we're all remote. So it's like if I give you twenty grand and I gave an employee 20 grand, the big difference is I'm paying 7.1% extra for 941 tax, and I'm more liable to getting sued versus you have an insurance policy. So, you know, I think the word outsourcing is also going to be transformed in the next 15 years. Now they're all remote, and it's just, you know, almost a tribal kind of instinct of you versus them. I, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I've re- I, I, yeah. I really didn't think about it like that, but that's really strong, you know, because, um, I, I, I'm a firm believer in outsourcing. I, you know, Tim Ferriss, when I was in my early days with Vendeer, I got, I got, I got onto Tim Ferriss and the four hour work week. And he's just a huge promoter of just outsource everything that you, that you're not an expert on or that you can, that you can save time on. And so, but you're, to your point, you know, there's almost more risk in W2. Do you know how many people, Brian. software companies I've talked to that said we don't outsource. And I was like, SaaS is outsourcing. It's software as a service. It is don't buy my software because we already built it, rent it. And that is the same model as a sales agency, sales trainer, same consultant. So it's very interesting that people don't really understand that their model is the same as outsourcing, right? So it's like, if you don't outsource, right. but you expect people to buy your software, then you're kind of not aligned, right? Like, like they, they should be like, I'm not going to buy your because software because I'm going to do it in-house. And you'd be like, well, you know, we did it all for you. You just pay a monthly fee. It's the same thing, right? And I, and I think the fear is that the culture's lost. That's the when, when somebody doesn't want to outsource, they're concerned about either production or culture, culture loss. Yeah. And so if you if you look at the if you look at the agency as a long term partner and as a piece of your business and integrate it as a piece of your business, that's that's the way to go. You know what I mean? But if it's disconnected and you plan on throwing them away, it's well, for everybody listening, there's a reason why there's 500 plus sales agencies that have been around for 11 years that you may have heard of. It's not because everyone's churning. It's because the people who actually treat them like family 
actually see a long-term relationship tend to work with them for a very long time. I'm like, we have, you know, Cloudtask is a pure marketplace now, but we have uh, the, the legacy business still has two clients that have been renewing for five years with a team of 20 people, right? Because um, we're part of the team. They can't get, they can't, it's like, it's like, it's so integrated that it's, it's, they treat them like family, they pay their lunches, right? So uh, it's interesting that a lot of people tend to, companies that hire agencies tend to have this whole work with me as a partner, I'll be long-term, but they don't buy the same way, right? It's almost as if we have to connect the way they want to sell with the way they want to buy, right? And if they buy the way they send to sell, they'll get better outcomes, right? Um, aside from, you know, the, the communication, um, have you ever, by the way, the four months is a magic number, right? Like we, we are going to collect data on this, like as a marketplace, like we plan on collecting exactly how long engagements work. So it could be more, so buyers can, can buy with more of a, less reviews, more scientific, more like, you know, these agencies have a, a 12 month LTV with a customer because that is a good indicator of a good match. Right. Um, right. And I've noticed that when we were cloud task as a service company, we had more unhappy customers at a lower price than month by month. When we did 12 month contracts, six month contracts, there's still the customers we have today, right? Um, and we also have partners that have 12 month contracts with four month outs, right? So I, I feel without the data to back it, which I like to get the data, that that four month mark is this magic mark, right? And there's a big difference between a campaign that's calling 7,000 leads that just came to your um, booth at an event maybe three weeks before you hired an agency versus cold leads in a region that, so like people also forget that the time it takes is connected to what you've done so far in the market, what kind of leads, right? Because Zoom Info's contact data leads, right? A, a person who says, yes, I'm interested in buying could be a sales qualified lead, right? So people forget to talk about like what the campaign's targeting and that can really change your performance. Like if you went to an event and you got 10,000 leads, you might get a lot of performance in the first month because people know you, they met you and they're ready to hear from you. If it's super cold and you're selling a huge enterprise product in a huge buying community, it could take three or four meetings a month until you get a meeting. That one meeting might be a million dollar sale that pays for your campaign. So, you know, I'll just add to, um, you know, what Jody said that, People need to really get educated on the type of campaign, market validation, return on sales, right? Like mm -hmm. what is the campaign's goal and who they're targeting? Because without knowing that, four months is a magic mark, right? But if people know right. this, you'll have even more control over what is good and bad, right? Um, this has all been super helpful. I know, you know, for me, I know that those are two big issues. I like the fact that, you know, you kind of walked into your first answer had more to do with them working with you than buying from you, which is for me, a good sign of like the fact that you're here to win. Right. And, and I think a lot of people listening should know that like founders of sales agencies are very competitive people. Um, it is not a win to get a client. It is a win to deliver an ROI and, and, you know, typically agencies, uh, buyers and sellers are on the same side. Uh, aside from the adversarial behavior, we, truly actually want to generate revenue stream and buyers I'm sure truly generate want to generate a good program so it's, I'm hoping one day everybody can play together um, I'm going to try to talk about the 80 20 rule right and and you know really understand uh, who your best customers are without implying that if you pick one it means you can't do the other um, so I'm going to start it off with sales excuse me services or software you had to only pick one. Which one are you picking and why? 
I I personally would pick um, I personally would pick um, services. Um, if it's a larger software with a little bit more of a, an elongated sales cycle, then um, you know I might I might well, say focus software. on services. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I personally I personally like services. I think that it's I think that with software, there's a lot of inbound marketing that you can do from 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 bringing in, in, in inbound leads. You can create a lot of leads that way. Med, you know, like and if that's in place and if that's in place and you're suggesting that you need follow up on leads, I want that business yeah. all day. You know, I want the follow up because I also feel like a big problem is time to lead and getting follow up quickly and come People, companies don't do a good job of that. Huge. They they sit on leads and it needs to be fast and the and the sequence that you have in place needs to be needs to be good. But if it's just pure play, I think uh, I would go with I would go with services because I feel like there's a little bit more value in the relationship. Um, um, you know, I think outbound marketing is a is a stronger is a stronger play for services. Campaigns located in the United States, EMEA, APAC. What's your best region? U.S. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Average contract value: fifty thousand and less, or fifty thousand and above. Um, average. Oh man, it's just below fifty thousand. Okay. Yeah. Just below yeah. fifty. What's the bottom? I'm talking sweet spot here. I would. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think thirty-two uh, is. <laughs> it's pretty specific. I like it's it. Thirty-two. Um, but but um, you know, that's because we do four month four month engagements. And we do that to serve the client to be able to prove our concept, but we have an 85% retention rate with four month pilots. And so we do a four month pilot and look to renew at a 12 month, on like a 12 month campaign. That makes sense to me. And I understand the numbers, right? For everybody listening, you know, Jody's kind of coming in with a sweet spot where he knows that his expertise over the four months will start developing enough meetings, enough traction to show that there'll be a 400% ROI on the 12 month cycle. Um, and people could start seeing that clearly because there is a sweet spot with this stuff, right? Uh, and, you know, I knew you would answer services because you started off by talking about the fact that you like the challenge, right? So I think for me, it, hearing that, it makes sense that you're more interested in helping the 11-year uh, service business owner that's, you know, grinding like you versus the big tech CEO who you never talk to. This, this, you know, they're, they're like these big money-making and big money-losing machines that are unemotional, uh, so like I could see that you you probably enjoy helping leaders build their business, especially in that service region, which which makes sense. Uh, but anybody listening, you got software, you got leads to follow up, prospect hunters, all your people. So so you didn't say no to everybody, but as a service provider, it's t- it's tough to focus on only one ICP, right? It really is. Yeah. When you can serve a wide audience, when you, when you can serve a lot of people, which we can because we we've been doing this for a long time, we've helped people with get planes in the air. We, we've provided lead generation for private jet fleets to nutraceutical lab scientists that want to start, sell a dietary gum supplement. I, I never saw those campaigns coming, you know what I mean? But um, services for the most part. And I like to, I would just like to say this with software companies. I like to, I like to consult because I think that, that I think that there is a, a different path for the SDR in their climate. I'll leave that as a intrigue. You can, you, we can, I know that we might be coming up. No, no, time, all makes sense. But maybe message me or DM me on this that. All makes if, I'm if thinking in my head. I'm like, why has Jody, why, why is Jody not uploading his case studies to his marketplace listing? 
um, because every <laughs> everything that you do gives makes you much more, makes you more experienced than the guy who hasn't done it before, right? Um, and, and if you're going to select somebody, you could select a rep or an agency that has never worked in selling jets, or you can talk to prospect hunter that has done jets. I, I hate saying this, but it takes one campaign to have a, a leg up on another person, right? It, 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 you don't need to have seven campaigns. One campaign, you learn a lot from one campaign, right? Um, no, Joe, this, is, this has been awesome. I look forward to, to helping um, all kinds of buyers find you, but the best ones, the, the service companies in the United That's States. Great. That's my job. Um, and making sure that the buyers have a good experience in reducing risk. Um, before we go, if somebody wanted to connect with you, grab some content from you, follow you, what's the best channel? What's your channel? Where can they find you? I mean, I think LinkedIn is a great channel for me. Um, you know, prospecthunter.com uh, is, a, is, an, is, a, is another great. Um, but, you know, you can call me. Text me. I love I love to be available for people. Yeah. My number is 214-229-8902. Give me a shout. You know I'm going to WhatsApp let's, you. Can you go on WhatsApp finally? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I know. Well, I just had – I had so many spam uh, requests and then I had – and my wife was asking me who all these women were. They do that. There's, there's, like, there's I don't a, know where they're coming random from. Asian women who will message you. They're, not, they're obviously not <laughs> random Asian women. They're, they're, they're scammers, but they use a picture of a random Asian woman. And they're like, really? hi, John. How do I know you? So it's funny you bring this up before we go. I messed with one of them recently <laughs> and I wrote back. I was like, this is Amir's wife. He's cheating on me, isn't he? And the person was like, no, 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 I don't know this person. Was, I was messing with them, but it was probably some call center. That's probably some center in, 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 in Africa or Asia trying to scam people. We'll get you back on. I need to get on WhatsApp. I need to get, I need to get on WhatsApp. I you just can help more it. people they, if you're on WhatsApp, you know? Think of it that way. I know, I know. I need to get on there. I will. I, I'll get on. I'll get back on yeah. WhatsApp. This, so. this has been great. Uh, everybody, thank you for, for listening, chiming into the, the Transform Sales podcast. Jody, I will let you go. Have a wonderful day. And uh, hey, I appreciate I'll call you randomly just to see what's up all the time. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I love, I love uh, cold and calls. And are you coming to well. Columbia so, to Medellin to the conference? Uh, I'm going to have to try to make I, I wrote it down. I've got it on my bucket list now. So we'll, 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 we'll try to get there. I'll, I'll message you from a random female's profile on WhatsApp. <laughs> all right. See ya. Awesome, man. Take care.